This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Good news, we got another book interview coming up. This is a fascinating book. And a fascinating story, Bullied Behind Bars, a Gay Christian Trump Supporter Goes to Prison by Matthew Melvin. I've got the links here uh, in the show notes, down below the podcast description, and on the homepage at ChristopherScottShow.com. It's not a gay book, if you're wondering. I mean, there's some gay things in it, I guess. It's a... Obviously, a book about a gay Christian Trump supporter going to prison. I'll let you put that together. But we really didn't get into that stuff. This isn't the Joe Rogan podcast. I found it fascinating how he ended up in the criminal justice system, let alone how he had to manage it. I think he said he's um, autistic. And you'll see when you when you listen to the interview, uh, he articulates extremely well. I mean, he's a issue communicating with the guy and uh clearly misplaced it's not really funny actually it seems kind of funny in some ways but if you had to go through what this guy went through i don't think you'd be laughing about it too much but anyway it's an entertaining story it's an interesting tour of our criminal justice system and how failed it is just as a a side note I, i have a a friend who at one time was a close friend, and we we kind of parted ways uh, because he moved to the West Coast. And the guy's name is Bobby Joe Valentine. Uh, he's a singer with a you know a bit of a following, and he got tangled up with law enforcement, uh, getting in a fight. I I think with his his gay lover. Uh, totally out of character for this guy, by the way. His uh, Bobby Joe Valentine's story is fascinating. I don't want to tell. I you know, got to know the guy on a on a personal level. That I don't know what he's made public. Um, Bobby Joe Valentine actually. I don't know if that's a stage name. It sounds like it, right. I don't think so. I think that's his his birth name. He was adopted, and I knew him under a different name. Just to you know, put that in context. Well, anyway, point being. Uh, this guy that I knew who you would never think would hurt anybody, um, a great leader, a great speaker, a guy with um, a great uh, spiritual maturity and and a great musician, and he ended up in big trouble uh, for getting in this fight and some other things, I think twice. I don't know. I didn't get the story firsthand. I guess he posted on Facebook and it was relayed to me. But one of the things that I find in these situations that you're also going to hear me uh, push uh, Matt Melvin on in the interview, uh, and this is why I say gay doesn't equal nice all the time. And I'm not saying Matt's not a nice guy. I'm not saying my buddy Bobby Joe Valentine's not a nice guy. But they can be pretty nasty when it comes down to it. Uh, Melvin, I don't think he mentions anything violent that he did. And, and uh, Bobby Joe Valentine, uh, I, I, I don't think anybody was hurt. I'm not really sure the extent of it. But there's this line, I think, as part of the, um, 
the 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 struggle, if you will, emotionally speaking, uh, that's really selfish, very selfish. And in some ways that promotes a lot of success. And we talk about that in the interview. And I know with, with my buddy Bobby Joe Valentine, same thing. You know, he wasn't afraid to ask for donations. Matt Melvin talks about this in the interview. I don't want to spoil the whole thing. Check it out. Get the book. Let's support this guy. Throw a couple bucks down on Amazon. All the money you wasted this year on nonsense. Go spend the 20 bucks for Matt Melvin, for God's sake. The kid did six years in jail. <laughs> She's telling you the story. Give him a call. Go get it on Audible if you'd rather listen to it. I don't know. You want me to read it to you? I'll ask him if I can read it to you for a fee. How's that? Maybe we'll have Chris's book reading. Would you pay for that? Don't even email me. I'm not doing it. Could you imagine? The problem for me is I'm not always in the mood at the allotted time, and this is something I've had to sort out, quite frankly, as well in why this podcast works so well for me. I don't think if I was on live radio, I don't think I would be enjoying it at all. Maybe, I don't know. The podcast, it's just, uh, it's my thing, really. You know, I have my off days for sure, but if I had to commit to a certain time, I just, I don't know, you want to know the truth? I get cranky, I get depressed, and I get irritable. I don't think, you know, I, I'm not that way anyway, but... <laughs> I can't just, it takes me a while to turn it off and turn it on. All right, anyway, let's move on. Enough horsing around. we got a lot to get to. This story reported by uh, Mediate, I think that's how you say it, M-E-D-I-A-I-T-E.com. Incredibly damning. Ex-FBI general counsel declares Mar-a-Lago classified docs reveal a, quote, substantial criminal case against Trump. This is all BS, but I want to tell you something. Uh, I want to say it was um, uh, um, uh, G- uh, General Mike Flynn. Uh, he was talking about, I think it was him. It might have been somebody else. might have been somebody else. Talking about what they called circular reporting. and that it, Yeah, it was Mike Flynn. And it can be used to bring charges. They do it. So in other words, mediate. You know, they claim that, uh, what did they do? They got the, the context of the conversation includes several new and related stories that broke on Monday. A pro-Trump media figure, John Solomon, published a memo. This isn't the interview. Anyway, whoever this is here, you know, what, what are they saying here? Uh, we know from the archive, not just from the New York Times, that in those 15 boxes were a substantial number of classified documents at the highest level, Weissman continued. That is TSSCI, Top Secret Sensitive Compartmented Information, which is, you know, compartmented programs, special access programs. They constituted just within the 15 boxes, 700 pages of classified documents. He says, so it's incredibly damning. If you're a prosecutor, you really look for evidence of what the former president did personally. If the DOG either knows uh, uh, about or is soon to interview those people who were sources for the New York Times, they're going to have a substantial criminal case. Oh, bunk. I don't don't know that they're not going to bring charges. I don't know. Trump fired back with a lawsuit. I don't see any charges coming. He's suing them for this. Let me ask you a couple things. If these things are TSSCI, top secret sensitive compartmentalized information, why are they talking about it so much? 
wouldn't they want to keep this quiet? So that everybody who was there, oh, I saw them. Uh, what was the other point I was going to make here? Um, oh, I thought it was all about intent. Didn't we get through that with the Hillary thing? Unless they can prove that Trump had the intent to do something nefarious, I say there's no case. Is, isn't that what uh, uh, FBI Director Comey said about uh, Clinton's email server? While we did find evidence of classified information on private servers, something to that effect, there was no intent. There was no intent to do anything with it. I don't know how I knew that. Was he reading Hillary Clinton's mind? But that was the standard. That became the prosecutorial standard. How's that for a nice two-and-a-half-syllable word? I'm pretty impressed. I just pulled that out of the air, too. Hmm, good. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. This whole thing is such a sham. Such a sham. Where's Ray Epps? That's all I want to (laughs) know. Oh, you right-wing extremists. I'm on YouTube, and this ad pops up for Shapiro for governor talking about Gab being a, a white ring, white ring, white, white, white wing, right wing. Uh, what do they say? I don't know. And I'm like, wow, it's the only one I'm on. It's on the cover page of my website. I'm is like the Gab G like now on the FBI's uh, list of, you know, hostile or whatever they label us because I'm on Gab. I think, I, I think, you know, you never know. There's uh, nefarious people everywhere. There was uh, somebody I followed on there. You know, they got like seven followers. It's a little slow. And I'm not good at social media, you know? I don't know. I was talking to a guy, a sociopath the other day on Gab. This is my life. Talking to a sociopath on Gab. I want to do, there's a, a YouTube channel I watch. It's interviews. The guy, um, I'll get it for you sometime. I had to stop watching. It's too depressing. A lot of drug addicts, veterans, uh, gang members, all kinds of stuff. Always the same story. You know, with the childhood growing up. And they're lucky to survive. I, I saw some of the, uh, the these living conditions for these kids. It's not just poor. And uh, the parties never end in some of these houses. And these kids are growing up in that environment. And it's uh, it's beyond repulsive. And it's happening on a wide, wide, wide scale. It really is. I can see the the drug use a mile away now. I went to the the food store the other day to get some things for lunch. And the girl behind the counter, I don't know, I'm guessing maybe early 30s, mid 30s, probably early 30s, maybe late 20s. Some tattoos. Looks like she's had some... uh, her lips modified or something. Um, and, you know, I, I've i been going to this food store, I don't know, probably about a year now. And I've noticed that just she works at the deli counter there. I get they give these nice chicken breasts and uh, broccoli salad I like, if you need to know. And over the course of the past year, uh, she ju- you can just see the decline. And then uh, it's drugs. And then I saw a guy walking around all skinny and looked like, you know, he's probably 30 years old, looked like he was 110. It's drug use doing that. 
all over the place. And it's not just quiet drug use. They're scamming, conniving, lying, violent, dangerous in some cases. Not usually. It's a real problem. It really is. How did I get on that topic? I don't know. I don't know what led me to that. What was I saying? I'll never get that back. Trump and the boxes. He's making a mockery of these tools over this thing. But they're batting zero with this guy. Two impeachments, a a never-ending January 6th hearing, a never-ending three-day hearing. How you could ever believe a Democrat timeline, again, I don't know, two-week shutdown lasted a year, a three-day hearing has gone on for weeks and weeks into this thing. Never-ending. Breaking news this tonight. Oh, bombshell expected tonight with new information provided to the January 6th committee 18 months later. 18 months later, if these documents were so super-duper top secret, it took them 18 months to realize they were missing? Like there's no chain of custody on these things? Like like you just, you're just going to throw around super-duper top secret? You know, but remember they were like, he could have nuclear codes down there. Remember that? They're like he's they're, and he's like they got my passports and Melania's wedding gown for God's sake. He's just made them look stupid. Besides the fact that it's complete overreach, I don't know if I have the story in here about the two guys that uh, convicted of trying to kill Whitmer. What a travesty of justice! Uh, Brazilian police raid uh, pro Bolsonaro businessman. Uh, accused, what is this? Accused of coup. <laughs> no coup, just accused of a coup. Uh, why do I bring this up? This is Brazil. Say, ah, it's down there. We don't do things like that. Oh, really? What, do you th- what is happening right in front of our very eyes? Well, if you don't like Trump, you don't agree with me, right? If you don't like Trump, you're like, ah, nah, he's evil, crooked. It's about time somebody brought to justice. You know what? I, I totally agree. I absolutely 150% agree. I just have one small point in all that. I would like to see the evidence. I, You know, crazy, right? Uh, I, I think that the witnesses do need to be named. I think it's people's right to face their accuser. I, it, I, I, maybe maybe things changed. I don't know. Let me keep going. We're going to run out of time. I get all riled up and focus on the. I, it's, just, it's just the whole... Mar-a-Lago thing, Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. He should move. He needs a new place to live. I don't blame him. What's he on, like, 15 acres down there or something? It's like uh, it's like the little Taj Mahal down there. Opulence abound. He's got a place down the Caribbean. He should get down there. He should just be like, you know what? He's all holed up in, in Mar-a-Lago like a, a caged rabbit down there. So how could you be? Why would you want to be a president, and then for the for the rest of your life you're living in a cage, you know, guarded by a, a, a bunch of monkeys? No disrespect to the CIA, the Secret Service. That's not what I meant, right? But you're like, you know, you want to go out and you want to chop firewood. Well, inevitably you're going to want to take a leak. This is what guys do. And what I got, I got these guys watching me. Like, yo, can you give me a minute? What if I want to pick my nose or worse? You know, these are private moments we all need from time to time. <laughs> well, nope, not after you've been president. Maybe you just become comfortable with it. Hey, give me a break. I had an itch. <laughs> I don't know. Ask, uh, 
ask uh, Obama, hey, hey, shuckster, <laughs> what's up with the, uh, if you got a, you know, scratch in an inconvenient place, how do you do that after you've been president, you got 17 ser- Secret Service people watching you do everything? Do you ever? Are you ever able to get romantic with your husband again? What do you mean? You mean my wife? You heard me. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? The, any of? <laughs> I can't do it. It's not right to do it. It's not even. It's beyond for me even. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> this is this is the risk I run when I let myself get carried away. It just inevitably goes too far. Forgive me, President and Mrs. Obama, the greatest president and first lady ever. And, and will never be better, right? They were the bestest, bestest. Okay? Everybody happy now? Women are registering to vote in PA in numbers far exceeding men since the Supreme Court abortion decision. This is in the Philadelphia Inquirer. What does this mean? Nothing. Nothing. There are four Democrats for every Republican. What is this? Registering? And how many is that? Well, it could be an issue. Could be an issue. Will some of these people show up to vote? Will they know how to vote? I don't know. Here is an interesting article from the uh, Pew uh, Foundation or whatever it is. Yes, slavery is on the ballot in these states with a picture of white people in chain gang gear filling sandbags. Interesting, right? Uh, so Pew, all things right. What is this? Well, uh, they're talking about uh, prison labor. Now, you know, a lot of people uh, attack the criminal justice system. I talked about that at the beginning of the podcast. Matt Melvin, you'll hear from him. He's pretty fired up about it. I've shared my own story in Camden, New Jersey. Nothing criminal. I was on a driving issue. Maybe a little careful. People, people always haven't always been listening to me or remember these details. I'm not telling the whole story again, but I got pulled over for speeding 13 years later. I had to get a lawyer to get rid of the arrest warrant that was on me that I didn't even know about. I kid you not. It was a bizarre story. It cost me a couple thousand dollars 10 years ago to get that fixed. Unreal, real. I went to get my CDL. That's how I found out. They're like, your license is suspended in New Jersey. I'm like, can't be. Never had a New Jersey license. They're like, says here you did. They gave me a, um, a, 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 a driver's license number I never had. If you don't know, if you get a CDL, the, driver, the background checks are very detailed. I never got it then. Never got it. So I, I'm familiar with the problems in the criminal justice system and the courts. If you've ever been through a divorce, you know how difficult the judges are going to be. I've worked with judges. Um, I've brought a, a lot of cases in front of judges. And uh, it doesn't, what does that mean? Nothing. Um, uh, but I know a little bit about how it works. And, yeah, it can, it can be very corrupt. It can be very unfair, uh, especially depending on the laws, how they're written, who's enforcing it. You know, did you see this thing in uh, Arkansas where the cops beat the heck out of this kid? You know, there's two, there's two ways you're looking at it. You're, look, you're looking at it like, well, the evil pig cops beating up on people. Or you're looking at it like, hey, he probably deserved it. All right, well, let's work backwards. If he probably deserved it, do you think the cops would be smart enough at this point to do these things in a way uh, that doesn't leave marks and can't be videotaped? I, I don't know. I mean, you'd think you'd be smart enough to figure this out. Did they act in anger? Did they think they really were acting appropriately? Well, in that regard, I would say imagine that it's your son or your brother or somebody that you care about and the cops are beating on him like that. 
it's never never appropriate. I, you know, I've talked about it. People have limits. I mean, but cops need to be well trained to be able to handle. There's three of these cops just wailing on this guy. And then even if you're going to go to he deserved it, I see him. I said, well, deserved what? And how was that effective? The three of you beating on him like that? I didn't quite get it. Let me just say this. Uh, and I have some other involvement in things, uh, d- troubled uh, young adults and working in, in marginalized communities and things like that through different uh, efforts I've been involved in. And, uh, well, let me use the example of the soup kitchen in the town that I used to live in. Soup kitchen, the food pantry, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know. Uh, there was a time when I knew the, the clientele going there um, my son had volunteered there, and I knew some people involved. And they really did do serve an important need in the community of providing food essentials for uh, people that are maybe uh, mentally handicapped, physically handicapped, both. Um, you know that uh, you know they they really can't support themselves, and they rely on this help. Uh, and then there's other addiction issues. And, of course, you could, you know, put those in a separate category, you know, able but not willing because of the addiction. And and people have a hard time with that. But let me just say this. I don't know, probably about 50-50 of those people just genuinely needed help. And I don't know what the, the um, you know, ratio is in the criminal justice system. People like Matt Melvin. Matt Melvin, you know, he has a, 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 a emotional uh, a maturity issue, if you will a condition, if you will. And I could relate a little bit. And I think I talked to him a little bit about it on the on the interview coming up. Uh, I'll probably post it Saturday like I did before. I don't know when I'm going to do a live with Matt yet. I will. Uh, but it's summertime. I might wait a little bit. We'll see. Uh, so, you know, how many people should be in jail that actually deserve or need to be in jail to protect other people? You know, we this just is getting left out of the conversation. Anyway, I saw this article from Pew talking about legal slavery, slavery on the ballot in these states, and they're referring to prison labor. Do you call that slavery? I'm going to say if you're on the working end of it, you probably do. Is that illegal? Well, I am in favor of giving them some form of payment in exchange. However, I have to tell you, uh, generally speaking, I'm in favor of making prisoners pay their own way. Hell yeah, they should be working. First of all, I think it would be the best thing that they could do in terms of rehabilitation. It should be a requirement. Because when you get people working, I'll be a little spiritual for you a second. I know not everybody's a a God person, a Bible person listening to this, but one of the things the Bible says, it may as well be a, a commandment as far as I'm concerned, It says, you shall work, shall. I take God at his word on that. It's amazing every time we uh, deviate from that. it, it, It doesn't go well. What builds people up? Sense of accomplishment, getting something done, working as a team. I think it would be the best rehabilitation for prisoners. I really do. Learn a trade, do work, make something of yourself, create some value. I don't know. They should come. They should be able to come out, and uh, it, I, it should be like a certified new. That should be the goal. You can't expunge the record, right? If you murdered someone, murder is not a good example. 
let's say you beat and rob somebody, right? That's pretty egregious. Let's say you broke into a home, you beat somebody up, and you robbed them because you were high on heroin or you're on withdrawal from heroin. You wanted your next fix. You didn't mean to beat them up. You broke in the house. The guy happened to be there. You weren't expecting him. You got nervous. You jacked him up, and you ran out, right? Uh, this is a story of some kind that repeats itself 20,000 times a day probably across this country. Okay, that's a bad thing. You did a bad thing. We can't have that going on. You could hurt somebody or worse. Um, so, no, you're going to do time for that, you know, uh, robbery, assault, and battery, whatever you call that. And you're going to do a couple of years in the clinker here. The good news is uh, we're going to give you points, points for finishing high school or obtaining an associate's degree, points for learning a trade, points for every day, every hour that you work. And when you reach this number of points, you'll get your certified new sticker. And and maybe there's payment tiers, incentives in there. Why am I designing this whole uh, system of criminal? And who I don't know. Maybe I'm sure you get somebody on here that's you know got 27 years of school. And they're a criminal science major that tell you all the reasons why I'm, I'm wrong. Anyway, make them work. All of them. The kids, everybody should be working. Everybody needs to help out. That's my point. All right. Pretty good rant on that. Elephants and climate climate change. This is, listen to this. This is, um, oh, I started to say earlier about the, so the circular reporting. Right, so Mediate reports about the Trump thing, which is a second-rate blog, and then you watch somebody else is going to pick it up. Oh, according to Mediate, um, anyway, poorly timed comment there. This is Vice now. Hot weather may have caused elephant to stab its trainer to death, police say. Experts find it, hot, and this is the subheadline. Experts find it highly unlikely that heat caused the elephant's aggression. But agree that climate change could lead to increased human-elephant conflict. And then the whole rest of the article goes on to basically say that elephants don't they get crazy in heat. It was in Thailand that had police say. What police? Well, anyway, you know, they report that it's on Vice. It's not like it's a you know, first-rate blog. That should be the first clue that it's garbage. Supporting this climate change lie. It's just dystopian to me. It really is. It's just this, you know, all hands on deck push the lie, the lie. Climate change, climate change. There was just a, a report or something. Who even knows if it's true? 1,500 scientists say there's no climate change emergency. People are freaking out all over the place. Was there any rain? I haven't heard from anybody that's like in the Lake Mead. Uh, what's the other one? Drawn a blank. Nobody in those areas listening to the podcast. What's going on out there? They got a bunch of rain in Vegas. Every, everything, everything's climate change. Oh, drought, flooding. It's called La Nina or Las Ninos or whatever the heck the word stage we're in. It happens like every year with the West Coast. It's like flip flops, right? One year it's dry, one year it's wet. I don't know. I don't know the exact climate pattern. Somehow the the farmers almanac can figure it out pretty precisely. And there's always been times of feast or famine. So, I, you know, is it going to be a long-term pattern? How do they know? You know, the, the data to support that. Oh, the, the sea ice. It's, it's never just a simple, clear evidence. Oh, no. It's complicated. Why is it so complicated to show me clear evidence of, of a sea height on, on a seawall somewhere? 
or, uh, you know, uh, iced areas at the same time of year, no longer with, with ice. You know, I remember a couple of years ago there was a big to-do, this this, uh, <laughs> this piece of ice broke off of Antarctica the size of Rhode Island. You have any idea the volume? Four gazillion gallons of fresh water now circling, diluting this ocean, which is going to create faster evaporation and climate change. <laughs> well, meanwhile, it froze back over. They never reported that. You know, maybe it's just it's meant to collapse and there's like a cycle to it. Ooh. Ooh, oh, maybe like, you know, the ice is constantly moving and evolving and, right, the pressure melts the, anybody know this stuff? Yeah, I'm just a wacky conspiracy guy. I'm no scientist. Don't take my word for it. But I think it's always just kind of sliding towards the ocean. You know what I mean? And sometimes big pieces break off in that process. I know. I know. So this is a lot to take in in one podcast. I'm sorry. It's a lot of truth. (laughs) Speaking of truth, CNN insiders tell Confider that, this is great, that staffers cannot shake the feeling the shocking move was made to appease John Malone, a right-leaning billionaire, evil, close friend of the Murdoch family, and key Warner Brothers Discovery board member, who has made it well known that he would like CNN to be more, quote, centrist, whatever that means. (laughs) CNN wouldn't know what centrist means. More centrist. Good luck. Have you checked out anything on CNN lately? You're going to tell me that they're going to be, if you're going to be, quote, centrist, whatever that means, they're like, whatever that means, what are we supposed to do with that? We've been supporting the left-wing progressive cause forever now, our whole lives. Greta Thuthrin, does she have another meltdown? You've been lying. What was her line? I don't know. You disgust me. (laughs) You bloody Americans. The Chinese and the Indians sit here and pollute the whole planet, and you do nothing. Nothing. (laughs) I think she said it a little differently, but... Anyway, yeah, poor, these poor staffers at CNN, I, phew, they're going to start making them talk about, like, right-wing stuff. I, I, I could see them filing a lawsuit about that. Uh, hey, here's the million-dollar question, finally answered, also by Vice. I must have stayed a minute or two on the old Vice blog today. Well, it's the question I've been asking for a long time, and here it is right in black and white on the Internet, so you know it must be true. I know I'm in my noisy chair today. Just forgive me, would you? Just cut me a little slack. Um, Congress admits that UFOs are not (laughs) man-made. First of all, Congress doesn't say anything. Uh, And what does not man-made mean? Not man-made? Natural? No. From Mars. Good news. You'll be happy about this. Uh, The IRS not feeling safe due to right-wing threats. Where did this article originate from? Let's see. The Washington Post. 
The IRS safety review after right-wing threats. Well, I guess it would be accurate. It wasn't wasn't the left complaining about a bigger IRS. Just stop and think a second for the, the level of lunacy that people, when Trump went to lower taxes, they argued against it. And now uh, they want to, you know, double the size of the IRS and arm them. And people are actually, you know, claiming that the people arguing against it are, are that there's something wrong with them. I mean, you have to wonder how far brainwashed these people really are. Really amazing when you think about it. Did you get the Apple uh, iOS update? Uh, millions of users update security now, security flaw found. Well, I did it like a sheep. You know, I don't know. Probably just like gave them complete access to my microphone and uh, rectal temperature and who knows what. You know, how deep can they go with this thing? I don't know sometimes. I think I think it's messing, messing me up, messing everybody up probably. Here you go. You don't think this is a problem with the phones? How do you know what the security update was? Could it be for child pornography? They said, good. Yeah. You know, Apple, I think in Google it was. I'm not sure. Did they realize that they were like hosting like, you know, two-thirds or more of all the world's child pornography? Disgusting, right? So they, being the good people that they are, they launched their own efforts to check your phone and other devices to make sure you don't have any inappropriate images on there. And let me tell you something. Uh, if, if if not too long ago, you would have told me the story. So it's not possible. They don't have the bandwidth. They don't have the ability to search photos that quickly. And uh, I'd be wrong about that. <laughs> uh, I've, I think I've proved this on the podcast. Google's ability to take a photograph of a page of text and convert it to text instantly. And here's the fascinating thing. Like it doesn't have to be a perfect picture. Perfect photo. You know how, like, uh, you ever do, like, uh, deposit a check with your phone on your mobile banking? And you got to line it up perfectly. You know, how to do that? I had, had the paper laying down, took it, like, at a weird angle with bad light, and it instantly and perfectly translated it. The image search on it, if you haven't looked around at this, is amazing. And they really can do it. And they are doing it. You might not know this. Here's the story right here. Google triggered a criminal investigation after a father sent a, his pediatrician, his son's pediatrician, photos of his naked toddler. The toddler had some kind of genital condition going on, took a photo to send to the doctor perfectly, you know, requested by the doctor, which is kind of odd to me in itself. Um, but this is the story. Maybe the story's a lie. I don't know. You know, have to verify. This is from uh, Red Voice Media. They're, you know, B-list, too. I'm D. D-list. There's B-list. Maybe even C-list. I don't know. So is it a true story? But this is the concern. I mean, if they're searching your phone, and then the Apple update was supposedly to stop people from being able to put things on your device. What? what uh, and there was apparently a breach. So put the two together, and it becomes really dizzying to think that, you know, any uh, adult or any person can be walking around at any given point and somebody hacked their phone and put child pornography on there and Google reported to the authorities. I'm sure that's not a problem to get that undone, right? You just just explain to them the truth and just all go away, right? Mm, Yeah, let me know how that goes out. I really want to talk about this story here because it really bothers me. This is the um, 
Pittsburgh Jewish Chronicle. All right. So don't blame me for bringing it up. Uh, I'm allowed to speak up with things, and I'll give it its fair, fair shake here. But this is a outwardly Jewish um, publication. All right. And here's what they said. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Uh, interfaith leaders speak out against Mastriano campaign's use of gab. Leaders concerned about candidates' ties to Christian nationalism as well. As opposed to what? Zionism? Let me tell you something. They're getting a little too carried away. And I've tried to be nice about it. I really have. This is not playing nice to me. The Jewish Chronicle can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. You can kiss my white you-know-what. All right, you're going to sit here and tell me about Christian nationalism, a Jew in this country going to spout this crap off and then blame us for being the divisive ones? Why, because he's on gab and that's the allegation, that's the proof that somehow it's anti-Semitic? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't like to get too fired up. I don't like to create division. I've been very careful on this issue. But I don't know how you see that a Jewish publication put something like this out. Plainly anti-Christian. Plainly anti-Gentile. And it's supported by interfaith. Interfaith who? I'd like to go speak to them. Come tell me. Right? You come tell me. Jesus. Explain Jesus in front of the Sanhedrin or however the hell you say that. I don't know. This is crazy to me. Why do you want to start this trouble? Why would the Jewish community want to start this trouble? It it makes no sense to me. Why? Because Doug Mastriano is a Protestant? And and somehow that makes these attacks okay? It's not okay. And I'm not going to sit back and be silent about it. Anyway, I'm sure we'll be talking more about it. Don Jr. admits, question mark. This is on the front page of the Drudge, which is just a total sham anymore either. Don, I I can't believe I got that fired up about that article. How many attacks are we supposed to put up with? On the cover of Drudge, it said that Don Jr. admits, question mark, would be good if new codes at Mar-a-Lago. I forget who it was, some left-wing commentator talking about how evil uh, Drudge is just basically doing nothing but stirring up controversy. And there's a prime example. And if you look at the article, it really was nothing what this headline suggests which we see over and over again. (sighs) All right, I'm back. I'm glad I put this video in here to share with you. This freak has recovery figured out. you got to check this guy out. The guy's like uh, 6'8", 400 pounds and ripped. Uh, Just super, super strong. And uh, talking about some of his workouts. You know what he does? He works. He works hard. He goes for a 90-minute hike every day with a 90-pound pack. And he talks about in the video how this, this constant low, in, not constant, but regular low-impact way of recovery ultimately bring, builds uh, strength and muscle better. You know what the point is? you got to work, man. you got to get out there. you got to work. you got to work your mind. you got to work your body. I hate lazy people. I hate laziness. And I'm not talking about a break. I get my breaks. Believe me, I, I take days off. I take naps every once in a while, things like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you got to work sometime in between. It's good for you. It's the best thing you can do for yourself, your mind and your body. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. See you there.